Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the upper tier, and we are back. The Champions League is back. I can hear that beautiful sound coming at us Tuesday night. Joining me for a preview for the Champions League, as always, the <laughs> Dazzler himself, Mystic Mac. How are we? I just love that Champions League music, pal. Little, little known fact about me. Yeah. Go on. When I die, they're going to play that at my funeral. That's how much I fucking love it. Well, the beauty of that is I'll probably go before you go. So you'll have to carry my coffin before I ever have to carry yours. So that's a fucking bonus for me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into this preview anyway. <sighs> Tuesday night. We couldn't start off with a bigger fixture, could we? Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid. Ah, they're two nobodies now, aren't they? Let's be honest. Come on. Jesus but Christ. Like, probably you know, come, come semi-final time, maybe. An ex-Everton, an ex an ex-Spores manager. Like two absolute bottlers, neither of these have a hope of winning this yoke. Let's be honest here, these are two absolute bleeding. These are masquerading as football managers and as football teams. I don't know what's going on that you've these shy kind of teams in this end of the draw. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, there's a serious amount of talent on show, isn't there? There is real serious. I think obviously it's nice to see uh, Messi get to go back and. And hopefully do a number on Real one more time, just for old time's sake. <laughs> I don't but, know. What, I don't know whether that might be the case, though. That's the yeah. It'll, it'll it'll be tough. It will be tough. Yeah. Real have been playing all right, you know. They have under Ancelotti. Um, I suppose the rejuvenated Karim Benzema. Um, he's you know he's really really rolling back the years. Um, I kind of feel like he's on the scene an awful long time. It's a long time since he put that double past United. In the Leon short, and everyone went crazy about him. Um, he's playing some great football at the minute. The boy Vinicius as well is really, really hitting the straps uh, at Madrid, and they've tightened things up at the back a little bit. Um, the boy Fairland Mendy playing left back, doing a great job for them. Although I did see them today, apparently they're going to exercise their boy back option on Regulion. I don't know why he's toffee, but um, maybe he rang them and begged them. Maybe please somebody get me out of here, Carlo. Please, I'll, I'll come back for half. Yeah, please. I'll pay me on. I'll pay me on, boy. Out if you if you let me come back, I'll play um, for free so long as it's in the sun. Yeah, um, and then obviously you have a floundering PSG, don't you? Um, they've just looked, they've looked way off the pace. Like I know they're top in France, but let's be honest, Grace Sound you know you to be top in France, wouldn't he at this rate? Um, yeah, I was I was a, looking at it and I was looking like I mean both of them like are kind of doing very well in their respective leagues, but when you look at both leagues, Lille, like we talk about the worst defense of a win, a, a league win, Lille has to be one of those, doesn't it? The drop off has been yeah. sensational, unbelievable, and the same yeah. in Spain as well with Real Madrid. Oh. I mean, Atletico have looked a shadow of themselves, which is great news for you. Yeah, it is. They obviously Atletico are shipping goals like nobody's business, which was unheard of under Diego Simeone. They got over the line last night, um, but it was 4 3 even against Getafe. Um, another poor side, you know what I mean? Um, as, as a Liverpool fan, I do like a 4 3, though. I'll just put that out there. Absolutely. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, you like a 4 3 as much as I like as a 69, you know what I mean? It's all good in the hood, pal. Um, but yeah, like, it's a. Uh, Listen, I think it'll be a good game. I think there'll be plenty of goals, I have to be honest with you. Um, I don't see this being, you know, um, defences, defensive football. This will be, the boys will be going out all guns blazing for this. This will be end-to-end stuff. 
I imagine we'll see least six goals plus of the two legs, bare minimum. I looked at the yeah, bet today. PSG are even money. Real Madrid are five to two. Yeah, like they're big odds, to be honest with you. Like I couldn't say I was that impressed with PSG at the minute. Um, in comparison to Real, I think you know people are obviously looking at the team sheet and they're looking at the squad and they're looking at what what PSG have, you know, and the Mbappe, the Neymar, the Messi, and stuff like that. But Madrid are playing well. You know, they're, they're putting in good performances. They're digging stuff out. Um, they don't necessarily have the, the squad that Real deal with them or that PSG deal with the minute. But I think they're probably playing better as a team. I'm like, that might be enough to get them over the line. I have to be honest with you. I, I'd be favouring Real here over yeah. the two legs even. When I when I looked at it and I looked at the betting today, just the, the, the odds in the betting, I didn't even look at either team and I didn't look at personnel. What 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 stuck out to me straight away was Ancelotti versus Poch. Yeah. And I thought that's gonna be decisive in it. And I, I really think Real Madrid could put PSG out. And I think it was yeah. not so much coming down to the personnel and stuff like that. No. When you match them like for like, I think it'll come down to the nous of Ancelotti versus the inexperience of Pochettino. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm. Um yeah, I, I do. I think I I think I'd side with Real here if I'm honest. Um, this could be an upset, so to speak, from a from a a pricing point of view. But you know, Real Madrid, nobody's won it more. They're, they're they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. It won't be a shock to me. Um, you know, there's some good good players there, and and I think in the summertime we'll really see them rejuvenate that squad. You know. Yeah, and it doesn't. Uh, I mean, we know they're in for Mbappe, and we know they're in for Holland, so. Um, yeah. It should be interesting to see what way that turns out, but it's um, it, it's an interesting one insofar as well as like I, I just don't think I think if PSG go out, I mean, there's a lot of talk that Pochettino's gone at the end of the season anyway. Um, yeah. But I think if PSG go out, he could be on an early plane. Would he be heading to Manchester for a chat? Possibly. Um, you know, we've obviously spoken about it numerous times. He's he's not my candidate of choice, let's say. Um, but he's probably he's probably in the top couple of managers that will be be spoken of, you know. Um, unfortunately, that's obviously down to how far United have fallen. Um, that that maybe we're not going out and looking at the absolute best in the world. We've we've spoken about it again before. It's difficult for United, obviously, two probably in in my eyes the two best managers in world football at the minute, playing our two biggest rivals. Yeah. So getting them out the door is extremely difficult, you know. If we wanted to go and win stuff tomorrow, we go for Klopp or Guardiola, but neither of them are going to leave what they have to come to us at the minute. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting one. I suppose the broad view from United fans is that like Poch is not necessarily the guy they want to bring in. No. Um, but it, it may be a case that if you know you can't convince the likes of a Tain Hag or something to come in at this stage, maybe it's again. I don't know. I hate to say interim, interim, interim. You know what I mean? It's you know. It's, no, listen. If if Potts gets the job, he gets the job, and he'll be given the job with yeah. a three or a five year deal. You know that'll that that's what'll happen. Like you know, but again, for me, I prefer to go a different direction. I'm a I'm a big Eric Ten Hag fan, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, and again, I spoke to you about it. But we are screaming for a centre forward, and I can't just but help to think. We're going to end up with Mauricio Pochettino and Harry Kane. Um, he'll get the boys back together again in, in you know, June or July and, and try and, you know, shoehorn Kane into a United jersey and 
kick us on that way, but I don't necessarily think it's the way we should be going, if I'm honest again, you know. Well, the upside of that is at least Ellie Ali went to Everton. Thank God. <laughs> so you might not have to put up with him. Jesus at least. Um, what do you think in score on Tuesday night for this one? Height? Uh, who's, who's home on Tuesday night? PSG. PSG or at home? I think PSG might nick it. Um, PSG might nick it on the night. 2-1. 2-1 yeah 2-1 yeah and I think Madrid will do enough to get them over the line in the Bernabeu have to be honest interesting that's definitely um, a great draw and a great uh, great set of toys to look forward to uh, Sporting versus Man City yeah this this should be a foregone conclusion really shouldn't it um, I know obviously Guardiola made a couple of changes yesterday left out Cancelo left out De Bruyne um, you know, there was quite a number of lads that didn't maybe get the the minutes they think under their belt yesterday, and obviously brought on the two young lads quite late in the day as well, so as not to waste any energy for some of the guys. I'd see, I think this is going to be a steamroll job, you know. This be five or six over the two legs. Yeah, um, interesting with the away leg. Um, I, I don't think they're going there with any trepidation, are they? See, no, I don't. I don't think that so long as they don't go out with any complacency. But I just think. If you look at City at times this this season, they've gotten a bit frustrated at times, um, and they've made hard work at times of matches. I don't think this will be the case, um, and to be honest, I'd be surprised if this isn't maybe two or three nil and done and dusted yeah. in the first leg. That's that's what I'm going I, to think. I think to be honest with you, this is this is City's big chance at this trophy. Um. I just think the way they've played this season, you know, they've they've been quite workmanlike for a Guardiola side. You know, they've always just done enough to get over the line, and we've spoken about it numerous times. Um, and I think they're in that vein of form where they're just doing enough to get themselves to a final. And uh, I, I think I think City are favourites for me for this at the minute. Well, as a Liverpool fan, I hope all their focus is on the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll need it to be, yeah, you absolutely. know, because yeah. um, I don't think they've got enough big, big games left in the league to trouble them, you know. Yeah, looking at the betting on this, Lisbon are 11 to 1, the draw is 19 to 4, and City are 1 to 4. I thought they yeah. would have been deeper than 1 to 4, to be honest. I was surprised with, with Sporting being 11 to 1, but yeah, again, it depends. Um, nah, this is a project. Manchester will be blue on that night, I think, yeah. I would have thought so. Um, yeah. Wednesday, 8 o'clock stand on Wednesday, coming up, Liverpool away in the San Siro against Inter Milan. Um, interesting tie of the round as well. Yeah, like, listen, again, I don't think Liverpool are going in here with any any fear, you know. Uh, Liverpool on their day can be any any team in the world at the minute. Mm. Um, you know, they're in a good vein of form. As you can see, they've, they've got bodies back and stuff like that now, haven't they? I don't think... Is there anyone injured at the minute? No. Everyone's good. The squad, is, the squad is brim. And I saw a lot of Liverpool fans talk yesterday about... Oh, sorry, talk today about how the bench was the best it, it had looked in a long time. Um, and there was even guys maybe that didn't make the squad. Minamino, Jones, two pieces pieces of the puzzle like that, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is a big, huge opportunity for Liverpool again in the league and in the Champions League, mm. you know? Um. I don't see Inter being a problem to Liverpool. I think their pace and I think that that incisive, you know, those three players up front that we talk about, the the Manes and the and the uh, Jottas and the Salas, I think 
He's written them asunder, if I'm honest. Yeah, I did a post-match reaction today after the Burnley game, and I thought I, there was like there was a casualness to their play. I didn't think there was a cutting edge to it. Um, they looked a little bit jaded. Mane certainly looked a little bit jaded. Also, Salah looked a little bit fatigued in the match today. He wasn't up to his normal motoring self. Um, yeah. I wonder, was there a combination of, one, we know how turf more is and how tough it is as a pitch and stuff like that. And yes, it was horrible, horrible conditions today. But on yeah. top of that, I wonder what these guys thinking one eye on Wednesday in the San Siro as well. Not hard, hard to believe they've just come back from the AFCON and they've probably played on the worst pitch they have in six weeks. Do you know, um, like, I would have said, apart from the Anfield game, they played on the yeah. best. You mean the best pitch they played on in six weeks? Um, more. <laughs> no, I think it was the worst. Jesus, it's hacked I, up as well, isn't it? I don't know. I would have thought the pitches out in the Afcon, but like that pitch for that final was worse than it Trump was far. Dire. <laughs> um, at least I had under, under soil heating though. Um, it was kind of the reverse, wasn't it? Give me more turf, not turf more. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think as you said, you know, it's not a nice place to go. Is it turf more ever? No. You know, any day of the week, it's not nice. Conditions were shockingly bad. Yeah. Um, and again, with, with your two main protagonists only really off the plane this week, they've got to be tired. You know, mm. Manny was in bed for the other for the game the other night, and Salah obviously made it out onto the pitch and stuff like that. But again, didn't really hit the straps. Um, I think it'll be a week or two before we see the best of the lads. But I still think there'll be more than enough in the uh, in the bank. Could be tight in 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 the San Siro, but you'll blow them away in the second leg. Absolutely blow them away. Mm. Yeah, twelve to five in the Milan are twelve to five on the night. Thirteen to five to draw, nearly three to one, and twenty-one to twenty, even money basically for Liverpool. So they're even money's, the even money's good odds. Yeah, for the away leg though, I would like a little bit more value if I was going in on. Mm. Um, here's the interesting one the other one on Wednesday night Red Bull Salzburg Orby Salzburg versus Bayern Munich now Bayern Munich this year they've kind of stuttered a little bit I know they're still in control um, but it's not the Bayern Munich I looked at their um, I looked at their league um, today and I was thinking 17 wins one draw and four losses four losses yeah. for Bayern Munich isn't right. their normal vein now I know they got hit badly with COVID I know that was the case at one stage. They were well. battered yesterday. Mm. They got thumped yesterday 4-2. Um, they were 4-1 down. They conceded four goals in 30 minutes from the 14th to the 44th minute. Lewandowski bookended those four goals uh, with two from himself. Um, again, conditions were in great rough pitch. Um, but they were they got a little bit of a hiding, if I'm honest. Um, it'll, be, it'll be tough because Salzburg are a, are a very workmanlike team um, and they play with a great pace, you know. But again, you can't really see past Bayern over two legs. If this was a one-legged affair, you might think Salzburg had a, had a horse in a race, but when it's two legs, I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, we move on then, Tuesday the 22nd, the following week. We mm-hmm. have Chelsea versus Lille. Newly crowned world club champions. Um, yeah, it'll be listen, Chelsea aren't in great form, you know, albeit they've just been crowned world club champions. We know they're not in great form, they haven't been on a good run lately, and they've been floundering for goals. Werner and Lukaku firing blanks everywhere. 
Um, I know Lukaku got one yesterday in the final, obviously, but it's a different scenario, isn't it? It's a different situation. They even they even made hard work at that tournament. Look. Absolutely. Kai Havertz, obviously a big plus having him back. Yeah. Um, because I think he was one of the cogs in the wheel that was missing for me, if I'm honest. That link up play was phenomenal. Uh, I'd like to see him get more game time come coming into the the back end of the season if I was a Chelsea fan. Reese um, James, he, Reece James should be back for it as well, shouldn't he? Yeah. So I mean, like you've got guys coming Fair. back, haven't you? You've Reese James and you've Havertz, and you know, okay, you're you're missing Chilwell, but um, listen, there's, there's two big pluses there if you can get Havertz and uh, Reese James back on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah. The only thing I look at them, I think once we get into once we get out of the round of sixteen and we get into the quarters and stuff, assuming they get by Lille, I think they may struggle unless their form comes back. Their form has been very indifferent over the last say eight, ten weeks. I think it's very, very draw dependent though, isn't it? I mean, like there's there's a couple of okay draws you could get. Um, but then there's some really bad ones. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, we'll have to wait and see what way it goes. But uh, I, I I certainly think they'll they'll get past Lille anyway, you know. Um, struggling big time, Lille, aren't they? Really, really are, yeah. Um, there was a little bit of a force out. There was a couple of the lads that obviously won the league or sold and stuff like that. Now, not a, not all of them, but there was a few left to build and stuff. But um, it's a squad that's kind of being picked apart. And and when they're, when they're getting guys back in to replace what's left, they maybe haven't hit the ground running the way they, they wanted and stuff like that. They've got some good players with them still, you know, but... I think they'll um, it'll be another year or so before we see Lille being a force again, even in France. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Villarreal versus Juventus. This will be this will be a tough enough game, I have to say, for Juve. Um, both, both teams struggling. Yeah, but I, like you know, our pal Unai Emery. Good, good evening. evening. Villarreal are a tough side to play, man. We know that they they're defensively solid. Um, they can hit you on the counter attack, you know. Uh, they're probably a little more goal shy than you'd want them to be, uh, but Juve aren't necessarily the force they've been in previous years. There's a couple. There's still a couple of big players at the side and stuff like that. They've obviously added in the boy Dennis Sicaria, um, in the January transfer window and stuff like that. Vlahovic and Vlahovic, yeah, you know. But they're still, they're still loose around the pitch, if if you know what I mean. They're not that well-oiled Italian machine that they were in years gone by. Um, Vlavic, obviously, is a big plus for them. You know, he's, he's really hit the ground running. Um, and that'll take the pressure off some of the other boys, the Pablo de Balas and, or Pablo de Balas and stuff like that. But, you know, they, they'll, they'll probably squeeze past Villarreal. But I think you know will make it difficult for them. Yeah, it'll be tough anyway. No doubt about it. Especially with Juve. I mean, there's a lot of players in there at the moment that keep on talking about pastures new which is never a real good sign, really, when you're trying to pull it together. But I think this this is Absolutely. the stage This is the stage for Flavic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And this is what we want to see. You know, we want to see the best players playing in these competitions. Mm. And undoubtedly, this kid is going to be one of the biggest stars in the next 10 years in world football uh, if he can stay injury-free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we move on to Wednesday, the 23rd, Atletico versus Man United. Yeah, um, I'm going to the home leg, uh, which should be good. But uh, we've got to make sure we, we get to that home leg with the toys still alive, you know. Um, to be honest with you, I do kind of think these sort of games against slightly better teams 
should suit us under Rangnick because we're not necessarily giving away the amount of chances that we have previously. You know, we, we're, we're still maybe conceding the odd goal or two, but I mean, we're not, we're not shipping chances. I mean, like I was at Old Trafford the day Liverpool put five passes. That was a reserved five now. That could have been 10 easily. We haven't looked like that recently. We've looked a little more in control. We've talked about us not scoring the goals and stuff like that. Been a little unlucky, but I think this is a nice time to get Atletico. I don't think they're the Atletico they were. I think they're, they're an ageing side. Um, I think Simeone's going to have to make some big, big changes there in the summer and do a little, <coughs> bit, of a, little bit of a clear out. Yeah. Um, if we can if we can get something out of this away leg, either a goal, uh, well, we need more than a goal actually because the away goals are gone now, aren't they? So we'll need we'll need um we certainly need a goal anyway to keep us in the toy. I think if we get out here with a draw, I'd fancy us to do them up in, in Old Trafford on a on a on a on a wet uh, March fifteenth, you know, Tuesday night fans behind you, wind in your face, rain in your hair. That's the hope, anyway. Hopefully the Wi-Fi is working so you can get a bit of grub and a drink as well. <laughs> With a bit of luck. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think... I don't know. I'm looking at this. If all things were being even, I would be thinking Atletico. But I think the way Atletico have been so poor and indifferent this season, I think it's a great time to draw a team like Atletico. Normally, yeah. you'd want to avoid them. That dogged style from Simeone's teams and stuff like that. They're just horrible to play against. Um, so you'd like to avoid them, but I think it's a good time for United to play them. But I think United have a lot of work to do between now and then to figure out what's going on between their 45s and stuff like that. I think it's a great opportunity. Plus, I think you should see the best of Paul Pogba. He'll want to put himself in the window, won't he? Um, so he should be rocking up for these games. He was... I thought he was, he was pretty decent yesterday, if I'm honest, you know. Um he controlled a lot of the game. He passed the ball very, very well and stuff. I think the problem with Pogba, and it's always been the problem in the United jersey, is we've never questioned what he does on the ball, you know, and when he has the ball. It's it's the lack of work off the ball. Um, but I do think him playing slightly further forward, as Ralph calls it, in the number eight position rather than number six, suits us down to the ground because he's not necessarily picking the ball up in areas where if he loses it, we can be hurt immediately, as in they're not in on our back four. I think if I'm United here, our biggest, biggest worry is Harry Maguire. Um, I think I'd love to see him go with Lindelof and Varane. I think it will be a massive statement. Um, it's not necessarily one I think he'll go with, but I think you know the two lads are a little more well-rounded as players. You know, Varane's going to play. He should play. He's the best centre-back we have at the club. You know, he's looked he look good uh, for me, I have to say. He's looked good on the ball. He's looked good without the ball. Um, but it's fairly difficult when you're playing next to a guy who's given away that much space, you know, and a guy who, when he's isolated 1v1, is going to struggle. I mean, we look at what the, what the boy Brogia did to him yesterday um, when he got isolated down the sides. Like, I would have, you know, he by the time he stopped them, Brogia had torn him inside. And and I just thought, oh, no, we're in trouble here, you know. And, and luckily, we were able to get bodies back and stuff like that and get blocks in. Um, but, yeah, Maguire would be my biggest, biggest fear going into this game and, and, and into this toy, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, 
what way could I put this? It's it's a little bit weird, isn't it? Because Lindelof and Varane were looking like a really nice partnership prior prior to Lindelof having to go out. Obviously, he had the personal troubles and the break-in and all that kind of stuff. But you would have thought yeah. once he came back, that partnership would have been formed again and Maguire would have been on the bench because he's been so poor all season. Like, you know what I mean? And he's... I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. I, ju- I just think when you look, as you said, when you look at Lindelof and Varane, it's such a more balanced partnership. Because I think with yeah. Maguire, there's so much covering that has to be done for him. And, you know, there's just lads getting, like, Varane is having to do such a job in covering for him. He's nearly making himself look bad at times. You know what I mean? By being dragged out Absolutely. of position and stuff like that. And then that gap in the middle when they're both yeah. dragged one way. The gap between then himself and Shaw or himself and Dallow is just and and to be honest with you, well, he always plays on the left side. Maguire always plays the left centre back role. Mm. And I know you know your fans for a little while have been upset and maybe said that we haven't seen the best of Luke Shaw. But I don't think it's possible for you know you to see the best of Luke Shaw playing where Harry Maguire is the player next to you. Because as you say, you've always got an eye on what's this guy doing. You know, if you know you've got a liability beside you, behind you, around you, you're going to be very, very aware of that. And that's going to affect how you maybe go forward, how you track back, where you give space away. Um, and I, I don't think we'll see the best of Luke Shaw until he has somebody in that left centre back role who, who he feels comfortable and confident with. And, and that's not going to happen with Harry Maguire. And the fact that we're Ralph Favre and Tellez over Luke Shaw as well. Um, is is an interesting indication as well. I don't like. I think they've kind of. I think they've kind of split the games even. Um, I think they've split the the games evenly enough. You know. Um, I don't necessarily think he prefers one or the other yet. Um, I think certainly on the right. You know, he's absolutely buried Aaron Mambasaka, isn't he? Um, I, I was speaking to someone on the United trade yesterday, and I firmly believe he'll end up at Newcastle or Everton next season or West Ham at that sort of a standard and level. Um, but I think we'll probably buy a right back and let them compete with Dallow. Yeah. And on the opposite side, then you know I think anything could happen. You could it'll be it'll be if anyone tables a bid for either of the boys, you could see one of them leave, and then one of them will retain with another left back possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's tough for for, for Tellez or Shaw just because of what they have beside them. You know, you must be kicking yourselves that trip you went to Newcastle looking at them kicking yourselves. Even again today. Yeah, listen, until he until he went off injured, he looked excellent again, you know. Mm. Um he's left St. James's Park on crutches though. So mm. you know, we don't know how bad that injury is. Um maybe it's a precaution, maybe it's not. Mm. You know, it's 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 tough, but yeah, he has he's looked very, very good, I have to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um a game that should be very interested on the Wednesday. You might have one eye on it while watching United. Benfica versus Ajax, um, one ten hike who has been heavily linked with Man United as being the potential successor to Ralph. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how yeah. this one goes. What are you thinking on that Benfica OX? I actually think this would be a really good toy. Um, I think Benfica are playing some good football at the minute as well. Um, you know, they've, they've, a, they've a decent squad there, Benfica. Um, there's plenty of goals on the side. I think OX though, have just looked head and shoulders above anyone they've played so far in this competition, haven't they? They've yeah. battered Dortmund twice. You know, really, really bad to them. Okay, Dortmund were without Haaland. Certainly on one of the evenings, maybe both of them, but they really took them apart tactically, you know. They created so much space all over the pitch. Those overloads everywhere. Um, I think this is a great 
draw for Ajax uh, because I think they should see them safely through to the quarterfinals. Nice. Right. So this is this is where you put your nads on the line, as they say. Yeah. Give me give me your uh, give me your quarterfinal. Who goes through? So PSG, Real Madrid. Real. Real. Sporting Man City, Man City. City. Inter Milan, Liverpool. Liverpool. Salzburg, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. Bayern. I would imagine Chelsea, Lille. Chelsea. Villarreal, Juve. Juve. And Atletico, Man United. Man United. And Benfica, Ajax. Ajax. Can you imagine if we got a United Ajax? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be very interesting because I happen to think Ajax would rip our pants down. Um, and it might be nice. Um, I don't usually like seeing my team getting fingered. However, I think it would be very important for Ten Hag to go and do a number and exploit the weaknesses that United have because that would be a massive feather in his cap going into the summer. And it would be a huge bargaining chip if you know you to come calling at the door and say, listen, Eric, here's the keys to the castle. What do you need? You know, um, I think. And his, to first, be honest answer, with his you, first answer is going to be, well, first of all, I need Edwin van der Sar. I don't need Ralph Ranick. <laughs> well, they, they tend to do different roles, don't they? Um, so there is, I know there's a there's something went out earlier on and they're talking about um, van der Sar possibly becoming CEO and then um, Ranjik being director of football and Ten Hag being the manager now I couldn't help but be delighted with that if I'm honest I don't anywhere near think it'll happen I think we'll end up with Arnold Ranjik and Pochettino but it's if it, I had my a, choice it would certainly be van der Sar Ranjik and Ten Hag is, is it all hinging on a top four finish? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I think it's just as important what Ten Hag does in this Champions League campaign. You know, if he puts if he puts Ajax into a semi-final, it's pretty hard to ignore, you know? Um, especially if, if PSG are already out at that stage or or if Pochettino has been shown the door at PSG because, you know, they've been dog shit, which they have been. And mm. um, we're probably, you know, one of the most expensively put together squads in world football. Um you know, so uh, listen, that, I'd love to see, you know, you get Ajax and, and unfortunately I'd love to see Ten Hag do a number on us because I think it's it will be the wake-up call that the, the hierarchy, you know, you'd need. Yeah, and it also might dampen down the potch talk. Yeah. Which is which is what most Because listen, probably let's, let's be honest here. Like if he's free in the summer, that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it's looking like he's going to be free. He's not going to be retained at PSG after the summer. So he's free as a board. I think they've Where more or less already go? told him, haven't they? They've more or less yeah. already told him. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Now, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, little words that maybe he's being eyed up for the, for the, uh, for one of the Madrid jobs, but I don't know. Listen, it's, it's, mm. uh, it's a long way away, but I think, and I spoke to you obviously a bit in the mashup about this. I think we get another cracker potch. I think if Ten Hag goes somewhere and does an unbelievable job, we don't get another crack at him. So I think it has to happen now for me. 
it's been a story really isn't it of United missing out nearly 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 isn't it really this one yeah, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be tour time lucky hasn't it has to be it has to be a hundred percent this time they can't yeah. drop any further off no um, well listen it's been a pleasure having you on for this Champions League preview. As always, we will wait on Tuesday with bated breath for that beautiful music to hit our screens. Brilliant to have it back. Absolute pleasure having you on. Drop your predictions in the comments. If you want to get in contact with the show, the Upper Tier Podcast at gmail.com. You will get audio versions of this show on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts and Amazon Music. And um, Nope. My Alexa is not working. I think it's that time of the month or something. Otherwise, I'd get her to play the old Champions League music in the background there for us. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Absolutely brilliant. Listen, talk to you again real soon, my friend. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Phil. Cheers, Bob.